and welcome to the Smutty and Nutty podcast. My name is Gabby and you can find me on Instagram at Gabby's Shelf, G-A-B-B-I-E. And I am Lexi and you can find me on Instagram at Reads by Lexi. And I'm Jess. You can find me on Instagram at Reads by Jessica and on my new website, readsbyjessica.com. I'm Ash and you can find me on Instagram at a wolf 91 and Britt is on her way. She'll be jumping <laughs> in in a little bit and you can find her on Instagram and TikTok at Lunar Literature. And we got a special guest today. Woo-woo! <laughs> Cult queen herself. Woo-woo. I think we did our absolute first episode together with Scarlett. So welcome back, Scarlett St. Clair. <laughs> you guys are so cute (laughs) (laughs) and we feel so to see that you guys do this and you all met in because of you (laughs) this is all you girl (laughs) i was thinking about this like before because we got on too soon we were too excited we can't read a calendar is the problem and i'm such an introvert but we're we were just chatting for 15 minutes and it clicked for a second i'm like we're just a bunch of random people on the internet just talking about life and it's awesome from all across the country and you know never would have met without scarlet and oh yeah it's all scarlet almost a year later with the grand at some point probably (laughs) (laughs) we all run in in the same circle we do (laughs) a polycon will be really interesting because it will be like you will meet all of these people and you yeah that you've never seen in real life but there I'm gonna like tackle Ashley when I get to be person (laughs) (laughs) I'm actually worried about being tackled so um I I won't tackle you don't worry but I will tackle her (laughs) is Leah gonna be with you is she gonna like protect you from everybody yeah I'll have three I actually have three people who will be with me technically so Leah and my editor and of course Ashley will be there as well and uh yeah so but it will be like the first place I go where I feel like I'm actually well known um so even like at like at New York Comic Con it's it was people who like people knew me once I was on stage but before that it was easy like I could just do whatever I wanted (laughs) but I think a polycon will be a very different story because that is like a bookish world and bookish people so and that's a whole six months in the future. So who knows where, how much bigger you're going to get in six months. <laughs> Emily Wittig is so sweet. She said, um, she's like, I just want you to be at 100K by the time we get to a Polycon. And uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I checked my Instagram and around this time last year, I only had 3K followers. And that's I thought, awesome. what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, how in the world do you gain like 34K in a year? a lot of people you exude awesomeness yes <laughs> a lot of eyes you know <laughs> this release is so different than gosh dark, it's such a darkness was so chill and like I was still a full-time like librarian and no one knew who I was and, and this one was like I can't get a day beyond release without people having finished the book <laughs> Or drama. Drama. But that kind of gets us into our first question was like we wanted to talk about how this release was different from your past releases and like what it's like having a team now rather than doing it all on your own. Well, you know, having a team means I don't have to upload the book, like, you know, like try to when you're self-published, you have to you have a 
like a if you have a pre-order date the ebook can go live like no problems but um if you're trying to get the paperback to upload at the same time you'd have to like time it yeah and it doesn't work because amazon doesn't guarantee you any time like doesn't guarantee you that your book will be approved on time so like i didn't have to deal with that like i wasn't checking my email like every five seconds before I went to sleep at night to make sure like everything was going to go live. And so there's that side of it that when I was so heavily involved in for so long as a self-published author that I didn't have to do. And then when release day happened, like I felt like it was so underwhelming, which sounds so <laughs> terrible, but um, when you're self-published, I think you just feel like you're constantly marketing something but I am at the point now where like people do that for me. And so I felt like, what am I supposed to be doing? Like <laughs> I wanted to do things, but my one responsibility that day was to write my book, to continue to write. And I think that's the biggest difference when you go from being like indie published to traditionally published. I have never had like someone tell me like your job is to write books. My job had been so many other things to be so many other people. And now all of a sudden it's like, no, you write books. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's like, you know, this is, this is, that's this, like a small part of my day. And then I have to market and then I have to do all these other things. And, and now that's not the case. And I'm not used to it. I, I'm failing miserably at that part, <laughs> which is funny because that's my job, but um, that's, so that's the biggest difference. And I don't like, like used to when I, like when I would publish Malice, um, I would work on Malice up until like maybe, you know, three weeks before it went live or four weeks before it went live. And so Malice was my world up until it went, it was out in the world and then I could move on. Well, I finished KBB in August, I think. And so then I had these like two months um, where I was supposed to move on to a game of retribution, but but KBB wasn't out yet. <laughs> and I could <laughs> not make that transition. It was like, it was impossible. Yeah. Um, Cause I felt like I wasn't finished. So that sucked too. <laughs> so I don't know. You just, it's, it's a very strange um, and I can't afford to do that in the future because I have to write too quickly. So I, I, I like messed around for too long and didn't work on retribution. And now I have two months to write it again. <laughs> so yeah Girl. <laughs> a weird transition and so there are good things and bad things about it but overall I really like the experience I think we're still I think in six months I will know more about the the positives of having a traditional publisher and I can see it in a lot of ways and then the skeptic part of me is like what I have been able to do this on do a part of this on my own you know um <clears throat> but I do think there comes a time when you can get so big as an indie author that you really cannot do anymore on your own and booksellers like being on that side of this the booksellers stuff has really proven to me that those brick and mortar stores are built for the traditional market so it's very interesting mm -hmm. Yeah, I would think that indie bookstores would take a ch more of a chance on indie authors given their situation, but they don't. So I'm still waiting for that. 
I hope have, that happens. Yeah, because we have a few in <coughs> which is like our hipster area. Mm-hmm. And all of those indie ones have traditionally published books. Like they had um, Addie and all of that stuff. And I was like, I thought I was going to see more indie authors in there. And I was like, this is all at Barnes and Nobles. Mm-hmm. It's because you they're supporting a competitor and they are a small bookstore. And as indies, we don't have, like as an indie author, you don't have a lot of resources. You have Amazon, Lulu, which no one knows anything about anymore because we've moved on from that self-publishing platform. And you have Ingram's Park and Ingram takes like 75% of your income to print books, um, which is why I say don't get hardbacks until there's a demand for them. Um, But Amazon is such a corporation, like such a monopoly. And for all the money they make from indie authors, they fuck you over in a huge way um even if you use like if you don't buy your ISBN and you use their free ISBN they technically own that ISBN and then they own your work under it um and then getting out of that is like really annoying and difficult and then um they like they fuck with your algorithm once you move out of KU you know because now you're like messing with the way they make money um, so I fought with like, it's been a battle with Amazon and then they, with KBB releasing Amazon international actually was not prepared for the spike in popularity for my books. And <laughs> so they took the fucking buy buttons down the day of release because they did not order. Well, actually they had the stock. They hadn't processed the stock. So <laughs> it was still they ready. Warehouse. <laughs> yeah, they were not ready. They were not fucking ready. It's, so they're a clusterfuck. Um, yeah, when we saw that message, we all about we all died. It was amazing, but yeah. assholes. Like <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, yeah. And so those are the resources that indie authors have. So if if there was an option, I think for these bookstores to purchase these books where it wasn't supporting a competitor, because it always is, you know, then they would I think but uh you know the reality is is that um anytime for instance Barnes and Noble buys from Amazon they had to get approval for that and they would only buy like five books at a time I remember Um, Reba talking about that when she was ordering copies for her bookstore mm -hmm. that she works at yeah it's like like a a whole thing I was looking at a smaller public uh book binding up in Massachusetts and they do um drop shipping and things like that but it still costs like ten dollars a book for them to do it plus shipping and all that stuff and I was like yeah and it's kind of amazing to me that I made so much money when I had <laughs> so much money taken away from me so I'm like what the how, what, what the fuck it, like how much money could I have actually made <laughs> like, and how much did Amazon make off of you oh millions <laughs> it's so ridiculous and you know Ingram did too because oh, yeah. they took a ton a fuck ton of money so yeah, so there, there's some positives with going with a traditional publisher at that point. But I mean, honestly, if you can make it as big as I did before, like you're going to be fine. It's just, uh, I mean, I mean, that had to have taken a ton. I mean, I, ha- I had to sell a ton of books because, you know, it's just, it's interesting. It's a very, it's a very fucked up thing because we're fighting an industry that tells us that we can't like that's gatekeeping us, right? And telling us like, we can't write in these certain markets and that readers, there are no readers for what we write, but there really are. 
Mm-hmm. And that's the great thing about indie and indie books is that a lot of us who can't find what we want to read in the traditional world go to indie. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're just trying to give our readers what we want. And people like Amazon, they're making it a lot diff- a lot more difficult. But maybe someone can come along and change that for us one day. <laughs> That'd be so amazing. Oh, I hope so, because my family was asking, because, you know, December, Christmas, and they're like, what do you want for Christmas? I was like, books. And they're like, okay, well, can I go to Barnes and Noble? And I'm like, no, (laughs) all of the books that I want are indie authors and they don't carry them. And you can't buy them. I think think a lot of people think like, oh, these indie authors are getting into bookstores. And I really think what has to happen for your physical book to get into a bookstore is that your physical book sales need to exceed your ebook sales. And um, a lot of popular authors on... um, it, a lot of popular indie authors actually do really well in KU or they sell a lot of ebooks. But for your physical book sales to exceed your ebook sales, it's, it's, a, it's that's, I mean, that's a very good thing. It's kind of unheard of. Um, I think it, I think it's becoming more of a thing. Um, but I think that it, combined with like TikTok popularity is what got me into Barnes and Noble because my physical books exceeded my phys- the, the physical. Uh, units that were moving way far exceeded the ebook sales and I remember when that happening thinking like that is so bizarre because for so long it was complete opposite um and then it, there came a point where Barnes and Noble couldn't keep the books on the shelf and so they talked to the owner of Sourcebooks Dominique and they said Scarlett St. Clair would really benefit from an actual publisher um and the thing about Sourcebooks that was really cool is I told them at the very beginning like I wanted to take over the world and they didn't laugh and uh, people will laugh at you in this industry because they're just like a lot of people in publishing want to tell you the truth about publishing and I think it's all they're like all full of shit (laughs) and um you know because the only thing that limits you is your your thoughts like it it, if you think something's impossible it is going to be impossible um so yeah so don't listen to people (laughs) uh and always trust your gut because if they tell you no and you feel like it's wrong, probably wrong. I think it was a lot of the street team who <laughs> probably put your um, physical books over your ebooks because I was showing the girls tonight and I was showing my mom my physical copy. I have three copies of A Touch of Darkness. I have three of A Touch of Malice. I have two of KBB right now and another one's coming. And, you know, I was like, she's like, why do you need that many? And I was like, they're pretty. I just do. <laughs> I, I need them. I lent a copy of darkness to my friend and during that point I was getting two hard copies from your shop like signed at that point <laughs> and um I gave her my paperback and then I was like my set's not complete now because I need another paperback so I just bought it <laughs> and then she like gave it back she was like gonna give it back we went to dinner and, and I'm like you can keep it. I don't need it anymore. I have another <laughs> that happens to me all the time. I'll just like buy another copy and like pawn it off to people like read her. You have to. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. Reva buys a loner copy of every book. And I think that's the best right? idea ever. <laughs> I remember telling, I told my editor um, and like my local Barnes and Noble, they only sent the exclusive edition for the signing. And I said, well, we need hardback because people are going to buy both and they did and uh, they actually bought more hardback than they did paperback which I also said that's what because I think that's gonna happen yeah they don't understand fandom fandom (laughs) does this 
We're and, weird. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it's like, you're great. It's great. It's awesome. We're not their average consumer yeah. at all. Well, but they think, because I write romance, they're like, we're not going to give you an exclusive edition in hardback. And I'm like, but I have a fandom. They like, want I it. have people who will collect these books. Um, so I, it's going to take some teaching, because I still didn't get what I wanted at that point. And I always get what I want. So. <laughs> there you go. you're a queen we all know queen shit right there like, <laughs> i think anytime something happens or there's anything we're like scarlet is a queen and you need to step back because you don't even know <laughs> <laughs> like how dare you think anything else exactly. <laughs> just give her what she wants very sweet Yay, I, did it. <laughs> I did finally <laughs> you still got your lawyer oh, outfit on I know. You're so cute, nice. though. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I was just like, I'm gonna put on my night clothes. I have to pack tomorrow. I don't know if you guys, you probably don't know this about me, but I pack last minute all the time, oh, and yeah. this is no exception. <laughs> so I will spend all day tomorrow packing and trying on outfits. I was gonna say you can't pack early because what if you change your mind between there and then? I, yeah. Chris, it drives Chris nuts that I do that because I'm like, I don't know what I want to wear till that day. My yeah, dad no, and I want to be comfortable and that's the thing and I'm in like one of my weight changes right now where I'm like like my old stuff doesn't fit and so I feel weird and everything and so I'm like I want to try everything on with the shoes also <laughs> I'm going to two states that have very different climates Arizona yeah and Chicago oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's oh. a bit of a packing nightmare yeah yeah, yeah. my dad was military so uh if we didn't do everything early we were in trouble so I literally like pack a week in advance <laughs> and then just like add things I can't do that no I'm always a last minute packer and I always have to clean before I leave too yes and Chris hates that I don't want to come home to like a dirty house my room is so messy but I'm hoping to clean it tomorrow but I also have an event at three so we'll see what happens <laughs> so and now- I'm getting my nails done I was like, they've done all right. Like they're gross. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> but they're so pretty. You can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> That's because they're nude. <laughs> I think I'm going to go like fire red. Like Ew. there's a nail oh color called God. Ferrari yes. red. And Ooh. I, I, I kind of return to that, you know, awesome. when I want to be a queen. <laughs> That's queen <laughs> shit right there. Queen shit. So now that your red lip, yes. So now that Brits joined us, I think we need to ask our typical question. Oh shit! <laughs> so me too. Yeah, go ask ahead. it. All right, we're gonna go through what our what's your clock of the week? <laughs> we did this when you Adrian. first came on. <laughs> Adrian is the only right answer, or is old? Is old? I think is up there. Oh <laughs> yeah, lady cock. <laughs> that girl is something else. Oh, oh yeah, I love her. He's got that I, big, big energy. This is like the first book that I think I've read in a long time where I like the female main character more than I like the male main character. <laughs> I feel like he, I will fight some people about Persephone versus Hades because yes. they're literally the same person. <laughs> people <laughs> refuse are. to see it. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, someone today tagged me in this review and it was like, A Touch of Darkness was like five stars and then Ruin was three stars and then mouse was five stars and i was like if you do not appreciate ruin for what it is just flick those just people. do not get these two characters <laughs> right like i'm like a booger 
Yeah, <laughs> but I that's my opinion as the author, which I will and I will always defend. But I love <clears throat> I think what I love about this book so much is that people do have that opinion about Adrian and Isolde, and it isn't like um Adrian is like the be all end all. It's literally like Isolde is just as badass. Oh yeah. Um is and I like this her. make this book makes me very glad to be a bisexual woman. I'll just say that. <laughs> <laughs> I I was like literally everyone but the main main characters are like are some you know like some representation of the LGBTQ plus community and um, I didn't realize that I had done that until the very end but it just I just kind of go based on how I feel they you know who they like which they represent and um, yeah by the end of it I was like okay that's really I thought it was great um even though I, I think, you know, it, I always love the reviews where people are like, don't read this book. It's full of sex and homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Give it to me. Read. <laughs> like, book for me. That's exactly um, what That's yeah, like a immediate download. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Anytime you write Greek mythology or vampires, I feel like you're going to have sex and you're going to have like people across, you know, the LGBTQ plus community, because mm-hmm. that's just, that's what you're writing. And it, it doesn't make sense to not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love, love both of those characters. I am afraid to write the second book. So. Hi. Oh, no. Um, I, so I love first books. They're so easy because they're set up and they're, they're beautiful and they're fun and they, you know, and now I have to get complicated and, <laughs> and maybe I, I think you know it, you, it's easy to it's easy in the moment to feel like you've crafted something that is complicated you know when you're looking at a first book like I could I could think back on a touch of darkness and be like yeah that was really complicated but now we're at malice and I'm like no that is complicated oh, and that was easy <laughs> Um, so I kind of just dread that I kind of dread being in that place with all my books which is where I will be um, and I really want to know what it feels like to have a complete series. Really want to know what that feels like. <laughs> I have to ask. I have darkness is complete series. Oh yeah, it's going to be. It'll never be complete. Just keep going. I'm going to be very sad. Like when, when A Touch of Darkness is done, I'm going to be like, is it really though? Does it have to be? It really have to be? I mean, technically there will be the spinoff stuff. Yeah. Like, there's yeah. a lot of spinoff things planned, but um yeah, I know a lot of people just want it to keep. I cannot be a J.R. Ward though. J.R. Ward just like keeps going and going and going and going. I will not be that person. My grandmother recommended the Black Dagger Brotherhood to me, and I looked it up, and I was like, "There's like 20 books in this." Yeah, but just like read the first three or so. Like number three is my favorite. Just read that one. Yeah, I really like that one. I think I got to like nine and finally just tapped out. I was oh, like, "Man, you went way longer than I." <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Speaking of reading, you're going to be traveling. Are you going to be reading or writing while you're traveling or sleeping? Writing. I have to write. Have There's to write. no way. Yeah. I'm in trouble, basically. <laughs> I'm so in you're trouble. You're going to be fine. So is, is Hades being a dick, being in his head again? Like, is he being difficult as always? Do you know what I'm irritated about? I'm irritated because he is so broody. Like, he is so... <laughs> It's just like, 
I know everyone loves him, but my God, <laughs> I just need him to be secure in his relationship. And he is not. And I think people think he is because he's so in love with Persephone, but he is not. And it drives me nuts. And I know that Persephone wasn't, but somehow that was easier to stand than it is to listen to him talk about how <laughs> he's not. I don't know. I'm just like, I, it's so <laughs> annoying to me right now. And I can't, I don't know why. <laughs> and I feel kind of guilty about it. And so I'm trying to move past that, but it's very difficult. It's very difficult for me. Okay. But you know, what's funny is last night I was telling the girls, like last night I was sad. And so I picked up a game of fate because I wanted to read Hades to make me happy again. <laughs> and so I was like thumbing through and reading my favorite stuff because reading Hades makes me happy. <laughs> He's such a, I had a, I think I have it up over here. I wrote this line and I just like rolled my eyes. <laughs> I was like, how do you guys, I, some part of me is like, how do you guys, like, how are you so in love with him? <laughs> I'm so terrible because I wrote this, but I, um, let me, let me just read this one. Let me get to it. I had closed out of it. I shouldn't have closed out of it. I should have been working on it. Um, Let's see. Okay. <laughs> he says <clears throat> he had never doubted himself, but he had doubted everything when it came to Persephone, even their fate. And I was like, oh my God, why are you <laughs> why are we still here? But it's because at the end of darkness, right, she had left. And so yeah. he is just like, I think like in his head at first, like fate is everything. Fate's fate solidifies all futures in some ways and then like that was kind of like oh maybe it doesn't and so now he's just like what the fuck like and then he fails miserably being there for her throughout this whole fucking book so I'm just I think I'm just already set up to be so irritated with him uh, so we are not getting along right now and we all know how I write books so that's, that's probably why I'm poor Scarlet she's not a horse race <laughs> And this has been the hardest scene for me to write. And it's because I've never been to a horse race before. And um, I think need today, here. well, today <laughs> I found out that he's there because he's testing someone's like Oracle abilities, which would have been nice to know from the very beginning. But um, <laughs> so now there's this like underlying motive, <sighs> but there's also Cal, you guys remember Cal Stavros, mm -hmm. he's back, the bitch. Oh, and um and then Hera pops in at the very end and says some shit <laughs> and it's not good. And then, um, yeah. So anyways, it is a struggle. The struggle is real <laughs> with this one. Oh, yeah. That's so. awesome. So did we collectively decide that Isolde, Isolde, okay. I keep wanting to say it the old way that I got made fun of for. <laughs> I was saying, what did you say? I Isolid. <laughs> <laughs> we roasted her. Isolid? When did I miss this? Where was I for Isolid? I think you were Are we like, really like one of our first interactions. I was like, I've been saying it, Isolid. And she's like, it's Isolid. And I'm like, I'm I, so I always give credit. I think I give more credit that people will know the things that I'm referencing and they don't, which is not your fault at all. But <laughs> I thought everyone knew about this Irish poem, this Irish folk tale about Tristan and his old. And it, her name does go through several like iterations. Mm -hmm. um, but it's basically a Romeo, it's the Irish Romeo and Juliet. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but then people thought that this 
book because her name was Isolde. It was based off of that. Yeah, and I was like, what the fuck? No, it's a name. (laughs) It's just a name, God. It's just pretty. I didn't, like... I thought people would have trouble with the names, but I didn't think it would be to the extent that they really do. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought they would just be like, these are Romanian names. But even the, this chick from Romania, who's very sweet, was like, I think these are Romanian names, but am I supposed to pronounce them like Romanian names? Or am I supposed to pronounce them in an English way? And I was like, just pronounce them the Romanian way. It's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really funny, but... We, we were going did. through um, Lexi, Gabby, and Mai's characters earlier, pr- trying to pronounce our names. And I told Lexi, I was like, honestly, when I read names, it's just like letters in my mat in my mind. It doesn't, <laughs> it, I, it doesn't click for me until I try to say them out loud. <laughs> Sometimes I can say it really well in my head. I remember like Calcaradi, I could say very well in my head, and then when I would try to say it out loud, I would Ooh. fuck it up. So I had to practice it because it's my name. Like I made that up. <laughs> And I was like, oh, you, you suck at your own names. And then like, there's a king, and what, George, it looks like George, but it's not, it's not pronounced George. <laughs> I, suck, I suck at saying it out loud, but I just did a TikTok video for it. So oh. anyways, I can't roll my R's. I don't know why I do this to myself, but I just, I'm like, I like research and shit. So- and then I do it. I put a glossary in the front of my book and I said, I'm an ass. And I picked weird names <laughs> for them. I still can't say them half the time. And um, I, I don't want to say her name wrong, but Eliziana, the artist, the one that sends you not safe for work, um, Sefi and Haiti stuff. She did, she pronounced the names perfectly because she's French Canadian. I'm like, I am so jealous. (laughs) I know. And that's why I feel so dumb when people are like, pronounce these names for me. And I'm like, not Romanian. (laughs) (laughs) Like Slavic Romanian, like Slavic and Romanian names. Some of them were like names of kings of the, like the Visigoths, the Visigoth kings. And I was like, oh, these are like Dragos it's like it's it's it has an accent on you when you say it I'm not gonna do that I'm from Oklahoma (laughs) I have a question though are we getting an audible of KBB and will there be accents um so the one who uh, the narrator for Isolde um has a very beautiful sharp floor voice like I imagine Isolde to have Mm -hmm. and um I was very pleased with who they found after I gave feedback and um, they, I am waiting on an Adrian actually. And I did instruct that he can have a slight accent, a slight Romanian accent. So um, because, you know, in the (laughs) book, he is described as having a slight accent. I thought over 200 years, their accent would probably change. And so he would sort of have this old way of speaking um this ish but he had he would have uh, adapted over time anyways that was my that was how my brain thought of it but yes um I don't have a I don't have a release date for the for the audible version um yet and I tried to I, tr- I really wanted them to have it out at the same time as um everything else but it did not work out that way it took them a long time to find an as old mm. Their first choice I did not, um, was not right for her. So, but they did very well with their second choice. So I'm excited. I was talking, don't be afraid to ask for what you want. (laughs) Yeah. I was talking to Mandit and (coughs) he was like, are you going to have people do, um, an audio book version of your book? And I was like, I don't know. 
I mean, I, I guess maybe eventually. And he goes, let me audition right now. <laughs> <laughs> you should let him. <laughs> no, you should have seen what he was doing. <laughs> I can imagine and it is gold. Um, I do think though, like for real though, as an indie author, um, I would not invest any money into things that your readers are not asking for. And I know it's cool to have them, but it will not, it will just like, I mean, it, it took, I think a game of fate was out before I got um, audiobooks. So that was, that was three, four, te- technically four books of mine were published by the time I got audiobooks. Mm-hmm. Um, so just wait. And, and hopefully by that time, someone else reaches out. So you don't have to invest your money into it. Um, but I just, I just think that's the way to go when you're indie and if you want to eventually do this full time, just wait until there's demand and there will be, you just have to be patient. (laughs) I don't even know if I could listen to somebody read what I wrote because I wrote some dirty things. I cringe. (laughs) I cannot. It took me a full four hours to listen to uh the guy who did Hades like he read like a scene I sent him and it was like literally like seconds and it took me <laughs> it took me four hours to listen to it because I could not fucking listen to that's part of the problem too is I have to go back to my old books and be like oh what happened in ruin and I hate it <laughs> I love the books but I'm like oh god like because I write so differently now and I also think I was I also think that's sort of why people like A Game of Fate so much even though they do like Hades I think I also am a better writer now and I wrote that after I wrote Darkness and Ruin and then A Game of Fate and I'm like okay well I I improved over two books this is my third book like people will like Retribution more I'm dreading it I'm dreading it (laughs) (laughs) oh So Meanwhile, good. we're all here like, give me, give me, give me. Give me. We're all over here like, <laughs> I'm on, I'm on, I can't wait for retribution, but just hearing you talk about how much difficult Hades is being makes me like nervous for it. <laughs> nah, I'm ready. I, I'm like, know, let's go. I think it is a heavy book though. And oh yeah, because Ruin was heavy. Oh, yeah, yeah, the reason I loved KBB is it got me out of like, you know, thinking about loss and shit. Oh, yeah. And now I have to dive back into it in a kind of a different way. And I'm not uh, like ready for that <laughs> in a lot of ways. Yeah. <clears throat> but you have no choice, right? Like the thing, the hard part about having a publisher, what I don't really like about having a publisher is my timeline changes. And, um, you know, then you've got extra pressure because your book goes up for pre-order and you have like, when you have all those pre-orders, they're, they're kind of promised then to bookstores mm-hmm. and you can't disappoint the bookstores. <laughs> and so um, that's something I really hate about it. And um, yeah, so whatever, I'll make it work. I will work through the hard parts, but it is very much, it's also very challenging, like writing modern labors of Heracles is not an easy task and I don't know why the fuck I thought it was a good idea (laughs) what's your average deadline that Bloom is giving you now for your books for each book well so far it's been two months hopefully they extend it for the next one (laughs) uh we're trying but they wanted to try and have me turn in a book in February uh February 1st retribution and then have Queen of the Monsters to them by May 1st. And I said, no. <laughs> no. Did they look um, at a calendar? 
hard pass. I don't even know what, like, I only know a few plot points of QMM. I, like, I have a, a few scenes. And it's going to take me a little bit to transition out of the, like, retribution world. It took me a long time to make the shift to retribution in the beginning because I was in, you know, KVB world. Mm-hmm. So it's really weird. I um, part of that supply chain. It's not really their issue. There have or it's not really like they're not saying. I, I think if we had the option, it wouldn't be so tight. But um, supply chain means that printing the books and getting them in stores on time uh, takes even longer. Mm. And um, so go, going through production is very different from things because being self published, you upload a file and then this these printers print your books and you don't think about it. Um, and it's POD. So um, unless you are a really popular author, they're not going to print a ton of your books. Um, and it's just, it's just faster. Uh, but they're moving huge shipments of books because, you know, they do print runs. So print run for KBB was 110K. So they have to print 110K books and ship them all across the world. Um, so it's just a different, it's so different. It's so different. And it, it, some days I don't like parts of it. Uh, I get a lot of say, and I definitely share my opinion when I'm pissed, which is nice. And it is, it, I am listened to, but um, I, I don't get a say so much in how I, um, how my deadlines are working right now, but I don't want to change. The other option was to change my publication dates, yeah. which we're not doing. Yeah, because I'm not going to go through that again with my readers. So, I mean, I think um, this is what I've just observed from the sidelines is I feel like a lot of traditional publishers, even though Bloom is a little bit different than a lot of the traditional, but like, like, I don't know, Sarah J. Mass writes one book a year and you have told your readers that you're going to be releasing those two or th- I mean what was it three at one point two no we're not doing that anymore <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I mean, well I think like you know you guys know because you write books but it's like I, I the world at large like people someone messaged me the other day and said can I have chaos now and I'm like or can you oh you cannot <laughs> earlier and I was like it's not even in existence like it, there's not a word of that fucking book anywhere there's a it's there's it does not exist We've got a title and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't like, it just doesn't exist. And neither like really retribution doesn't really either. <laughs> retribution has 10 K words and um, you know, it, it, so I think there's, a, there is a lack of understanding about how we operate. And so it, 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 with, when there were complaints about how long they had to wait for retribution to come out, I thought, you don't realize that I work this whole time. Like between the time, like this time that you're waiting, I'm writing that book. Mm-hmm. And right. uh, it, it's just very, it's kind of bizarre to me. Um, that's why I try to talk about it a lot because I have not, I, I don't rest. <laughs> we <laughs> like know. The next, <laughs> the next two months will be me writing probably from like 10 a.m. till midnight just to get this book done. And I almost had a mental breakdown when I did that with KBB. Yeah, I remember. Um, that. You might, you I might want to consider some sleep because that was me. <laughs> I know. <sighs> I'm trying to go to bed earlier, actually, um, so I can write earlier. But 
Um, the hard part is I'm going to be traveling this next week, so I can't yeah. even work on getting into a schedule. Have you ever used, I know a lot of authors have been using the voice to type thing. Have you ever tried that? Well, (coughs) sorry, I may have to because I have, I did suffer with carpal tunnel this last Yeah, that's why I was thinking. Go around, so. Your compression gloves back out. (laughs) Yeah, I'm going to have to learn something, some sort of tool to deal with it. I, I don't know yet. I, um, haven't ever. Sometimes I'm like, why did you want this to be your life? <laughs> um, but I, you know, and I think some parts of retribution, the reason it's so hard is because it's like, um, I was so used to everything being mine for so long. And um, when you get online, you realize that you share it with so many people and um, that kind of affects how you see your work. And so I have to take a step back and remember that this is my world. And no matter how people think it should be different, it doesn't matter because I wrote it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one thing we have to get away from is like bloggers or people who enjoy writing is to be like, this book should have been this long. And I'm like, no, because you're not the writer. You don't get to decide that. You think you do, but you actually don't. Um, so it's it's a very interesting thing. I'm clearly I, when I talk about it, I, I sound like someone who is struggling mentally. I think with no. like my whole life. No. Uh, <laughs> but um, it was it was so hard to write. It was so hard to write KBB that fast. It was because you because I also closed myself off from the world because you can't you can't engage with anyone really because they take time away from writing, and then physically you hurt so bad. And you just don't know what to do because the, 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 you know, I got a shot to get the pain to go away and it still was there for a week because the shot doesn't kick in for a week, you know? And so it was very challenging. And then to be faced again with, you have to write another book in two months and then you get online and like, I love my readers so much and I fight for them so much. Um, But to see like, comments about being angry about having to wait and and I and I know it comes from a good place but it actually fucks with my head so (laughs) um less of those comments that would help me out a lot like um because it it, you know I don't know I know they don't mean it personally but it feels like oh I'm not doing enough even though I am literally like ruining (laughs) my wrists to write that well if you ever want to look into the voice to type thing alira did it with her most recent book and she might have some tips on that she talked she sent me two options um that her one she tried and then one her friend had tried and really liked so she does it a lot because she just had a baby and so she (laughs) she says she walks around like she's like it's really awkward but i walk around talking to myself i think the problem i have is that um I'm not in a phase where they're talking to me. (laughs) And so everything is like pulling like teeth to get words on a page. And, um, and then huge chunks of retribution is just a rewrite of ruin, you know? Um, So that's kind of one of my issues, but hopefully I will find a system. I am going to have to do voice to text. I know because my wrists cannot handle that. Side tangent, Alira impresses that of me because she does all this with a newborn and I don't know how she does it. (laughs) Yeah. When we interviewed Tate too, I brought up to the girls, Tate James was literally in labor and pressed publish on one of her books. (laughs) 
while she was oh my God. absolutely not. And that is why I'll never don't have understand. <laughs> and you know, I I know that people um I guess people must think it's super easy to do this. Um or that because I'm not really sure what it is. I just maybe it's just a lack of understanding about how authors work because an, a traditionally published author typically wrote the book that's coming out this year unless unless they're like a super lead title they wrote that book two years ago mm-hmm. so every subsequent book they're writing they probably wrote two years ago or one year ago mm-hmm. so they're always a, a book ahead they're always like a year ahead of everything that's being published mm-hmm. and I'm not like that because I'm indie and so many indie authors are not like that yeah um and just, I mean, some people like, I think Amelia Hutchins can write like 10K in a month or 10K in a, in a day or something, something oh ridiculous. I think one K day lately. Favorite power. Oh gosh, <laughs> yeah, I'm lucky if I get 200 words on a page because I'm fighting with my brain. And so, yeah, so it's just a, um, it's interesting to be in this place I did write a game of fate really quickly but uh retribution is just a different story and then I think about all those little things like I have to write like do you remember the scene where he freaks the fuck out because he can't find Persephone because she went and got lost somewhere and I'm like god damn it you have to write that and you know he's going to be emotional and <laughs> I guess I just don't want to deal with his emotions he has uh, like intense emotions not have emotions please thank you <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like take it down a notch sir like we don't need this level so, you're caring like, a little just, too much right now he's a boy yeah he's so intensely emotional moody sad like, boy we love it but he's difficult i, I agree yes we love so, did you guys see the questions in the group and the facebook group where people were like um talking about how how adrian knew he had found the Facebook group stresses me out I know I know and I some of them were like we don't like reincarnation I don't like reincarnation stories and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) okay this that pisses me off like when you tell an author that what they did was wrong or (laughs) you didn't like something and but you're in their Facebook group like I don't understand the audacity of some of these readers they were so attention seeking can do it they kind of tried to backtrack because they know I call that shit out yeah but um they were like if anyone can do it Scarlett can do it because they were like I don't like the push and pull of like um the old versus yeah and I was like okay first of all I didn't give you the impression that that was going to be an issue because as old like we know that as old is going to come to terms with like who she was and who she is and but I, I, that's just not going to be like a huge issue in the book like I don't like that either so it's not going to be but I just thought it was a very interesting thing to bring up in my group and um, my favorite of the threads was the one about Sephira. <laughs> uh, which one was that oh the feeding are- one that one was like just sent me every time someone else added to it I got in there to comment because I was irritated about something someone oh they were like who did he feed from is that what you're trying out yeah who did he feed from he didn't yeah and I was like no one (laughs) (laughs) like like, no one I'm and she's like so he just starved and I was like 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> he's dramatic because all the boys are dramatic. Have you met him? Um, so we're going to go through some rapid fire questions. Oh, with I have one question. Oh, we Lexi has one more question. Never so mind. I, okay, because I've been busy between everything going on, but I've seen little hints about your relationship with your new editor. Oh, yes. What how, about? Like, how was it working with her? Was it awesome? Was it, was she, because I've seen <laughs> you guys ex- I saw like a couple of exchange of like messages or like you guys were so happy when you guys finished and then everything that happened with yeah. and, all that, and all that stuff. She is definitely like my advocate and I really like that. And um, it's just, it's interesting. We like, she was a fan of mine before she reached out to me. And so once Dominique talked about, like mentioned my name, she was like, let me reach out to her. I love her books. So um she just uh I don't know I don't know how to explain it but I think you know when you have an editor who just understands your work and she really does and I could tell because she didn't try in a KBB she didn't try to take out any of my sex scenes which is really (laughs) great and um you know I'd had other editors who had wanted to take them out to sort of have the plot more focused on um, on the fantasy plot instead of the romance plot but I obviously write romance um so I really appreciated that and um generally I we just always are on the same page if she does write something or suggest something I don't like I just say like no that wouldn't work I don't feel that like you know I don't feel like that's the case um but anytime so I'm a very outward processor when I write so I often need to talk to someone I don't even need them to talk back I just need to be talking at you mm-hmm. and um I just text her and I'll be like hey I need to talk this out do you have a moment and she'll be like yeah let's hop on the phone and that helps me write faster so that was the benefit of having her and before like you cannot talk to someone who is not an author or a writer and get the same effect because they don't get it like you could talk if you talk to a friend and they're not an author they're like just do whatever you want like it's your story and I'm like it's not how it's it not works. Do <laughs> and I, you're not helpful and you know you just end up more angry um so I would have to wait before until my critique partner had time to chat with me mm-hmm. and that could be two weeks and by then you know I've spent a week groveling about you know my issue and I finally figure it out on my own and then I don't need the conversation anymore which sucks but so having her at you know available is really great and I just like anytime I have an issue or I want to bitch about something which is very often as we know uh, (laughs) I'll just text her and be like you know this sucks or if I have an issue like y'all like all the readers got on the Instagram the other day and like I can't get it in Australia and I can't get it in the UK and I'll text her and be like why can't this why doesn't this work and she'll be like let me find out and I don't even know if I'm supposed to go to her about that (laughs) shit but I do and she figures it out for me and the best part about it is I don't have to anymore um so yeah no it's great and I like highly recommend you know um finding someone like even critique partners who just get you because and it's fine if they if you don't it's fine if you don't find and if that editor does not work for you don't keep using them though because um you know you're just not going to do your best work so yeah yeah, she's really great she's very sex positive she's very she um loves Soren and Derek and I just I think it's the best and and I'll tell you like we we we're on the same page with the library scene with Lothian and 
Um, oh my God, what's the other guy's name? Don't remember. I know what you're talking about though. <laughs> yeah, where she happens upon them and they're having mm-hmm. sex in the stacks. And that was like one of her, like, she was like, oh, they could do that. And I was like, I was just thinking that. So we're <laughs> always on the same page about like how we want scenes to unfold and stuff. So it's, That's it's so fun. awesome. Yeah. yeah. Ash is that for me and Jess too. But Ash <laughs> pisses me off because she thinks of things that I don't think about. I don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> no, but- <laughs> But that's okay because like, uh, you you know, you have to execute that then. But I, um, sometimes I think that sometimes like, would this book have been as good without like these people? Probably not. But that's why you have conversations. Like, I'll give you an example. I could not figure out how Retribution was going to open, but I knew Hades was up to something and it was going to show a new side of him. And um, I was talking to Katie, the clever crow and Ashley at the same time. And she was like, she goes away for like two seconds and comes back with this list of things he could be doing. (laughs) And one of them was um, like horse racing, gambling. And I was like, that's what he's doing. It clicked in my head immediately. And I thought, what would I do without her? Like, <laughs> she just got a list ready for you. <laughs> she really did. Well, because I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's something seedy because we know Hades is like, you know, god of the underworld and the underbelly of society here. And, you know, it can't be this and this because he's already done it. And I don't want him involved in this because that's a little too sketchy. Um, and so she comes back with this list and I was just like, Oh my God, it, you know, and she was right. She wanted like the, the, as soon as I saw the horse racing, I was like, yes, that's it. That is because in my head, I was like, he doesn't have a lot of vices. His vices are whiskey, Persephone and that and gambling at a horse races. It was perfect. And, so, and that's okay. Cause we, we always need people outside of our brain to be like, Hey, you know, I, I don't know that I really needed that for KBB too. So awesome. don't be, don't be pissed off about it. <laughs> All that to say. <laughs> so, but she, I'm sure she learned a lot about me. Like she learns, like I am actually very good at editing. I'm very, I um I pretty much, when I turn in the book, I already know what I have to work on and I already know what scenes I want to flesh out. I already have a plan in my head. So she knows that about me. Um, and I work really fast um, at editorial notes. So um, I kind of learned how I operate as well. Um, but yeah, just don't be afraid to tell people, no, that's not <laughs> how that works. That's not how it's going to work. Clearly, I am not afraid to tell anyone anything. So, <laughs> as you should. On me, please. <laughs> Give me some of that. I need it. <laughs> don't worry, Gabby. It'll be me and you working on our book. I'll be like, no. <laughs> just, um, I think, I think at some point when you're told no enough, you start to realize that people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And then you just don't listen anymore. And that, that works. That's worked very well for me. (laughs) Not listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, in in, in my case too, my, my editor, we're a partnership. Um, So if I don't want it, it's not going to happen. Yeah. Ultimately it's your book. So, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know that that's the case in other traditional work, like other traditional publishers. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure, you know, I, I can tell by how I was told no, that other people probably are told no a lot. Like, I think Sarah J. Mass was probably told no a lot until she like got to the 
point where she can't be told no now because she's so she's done so much she makes so much money for them and she's so popular so you know I think a court of silver flames is an example of that but not no one else is going to be able to do that you know so yeah, and that's what's so. But scary. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. <laughs> yeah, queen shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, let's finish up with some rapid fire questions. Gabby, you want to go first? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Fuck, Mary, kill any of your characters. Oh <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>, man. <laughs> Complicated, right? Well, Killian right now I actually like have a soft spot for him but he's annoying it's when he, when, okay I'm sorry when you first like <coughs> the teaser and or was it the first chapters that we got and everybody hated him and you're like oh just wait <laughs> and we're like no we're like no we already hate him we don't like him he's annoying no but I I know he's so annoying and he has so many boundary issues but I still love him for some reason <laughs> <laughs> um why is this taking me so long okay. oh my gosh <laughs> I would marry Isolde because she's like you know long-term goals yeah and I think we would all fuck Adrian oh yeah <laughs> yep. over and over and over again yep mm-hmm. <laughs> yep multiple times in the same night. I mean if you fuck <laughs> him you can just keep him in the dungeon and then you have Isolde that you can be married to for the rest right. of your life there you go yes Perfect. yes can be a thruple it's fine she said kill Safira. She's annoying as fuck. And I typically don't like that trope, but she works in this world because of the politics. So, yeah, whatever. Go ahead, Jess. Uh, if you could ever co-write with someone, who would it be? Anybody, dead or alive. Oh, oh, God, I wouldn't be a good co-writer. <laughs> if you were a good co-writer, who would you want to? I would co-write with Laura Thalassa because I love her. Mm. I would pay millions of dollars for that book. Yeah. <laughs> be good. I love um, her. Okay. Have you read a book this year? And which which one's your favorite? <laughs> oh. Or what, what's your one in your top five? How about that? I feel That's like favorites helpful. is like a hard one. Gives me a lot of stress. <laughs> um... I feel so fucking dumb. Um, I think I wrote I read Sweet Temptation this year, which is um by what's her name? Cora Riley. And I really enjoyed that. And I was shocked. I love mafia romances. And um I, face. <laughs> I well, it was a little more it was a little more contemporary than I'm used to. But I really did enjoy that. And then um, I did read Canary by Tijin. And I enjoyed that because it was very dark and mafia. I haven't been into mafia romances. So, yeah. Gabby's book is um, mafia romance. So you'll have to check I it love, out. I <laughs> love mafia romances. They are. But I can never find ones that like quite like fit what I'm looking for. Um, but I did really like this. What? <laughs> What are you looking for? I'll do it. <laughs> I don't know. I just like it. I like um I don't want to toot my own thing, but toot toot. Toot toot. Gabby gives it. I'm only it, like, a little bit into it and I'm into it. I really love like some of my favorite romances. I love Regency romance, Highland romance, and Mafia romance. 
And I need more mafia romance that is good. JT gets a Highland it. romance kick right yeah. now. And I just, I never want to leave this world. <laughs> oh my God. I love Highland romance. I love Highland romance because it's like all the men are like huge and beastly. <laughs> and, <laughs> and like, yes. They wear kilts, and I just like yes, it's great. <laughs> Why? Okay, yes. I am so happy right now because I just made my MC's like uh, what was it? His character card, and the last thing I put was enjoys Highland romance. Yes. <laughs> okay, I feel like people don't appreciate Highland romance enough, and this is like Highland romance is how I started reading romance. I re- I um read the Madness of Lordy and Mackenzie, just kind of Regency Highland. But um, it's, they're so good. They're all so good. And mm-hmm. like primal, I think. Like, <laughs> I think that's why I like uh, mafia romance is because like the love is very primal. And I'm like, yes. That's why we love Hades, right? He's very primal. Exactly. Adrian is very primal. <laughs> and very. Um, even Azold is though, which is, I really Capital love that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it's a thing. <laughs> I like it. So give me for it. <laughs> give me some. Mafia romance. I'll send you some recs that I've been reading because I've been stuck in Mafia world for a little bit now. I can recommend about it. (laughs) And now I'm in Gabby's and I'm not going to leave Mafia romance until like after Christmas now because I'm into hers and then I'm going to just keep staying in this world forever. Um, This one author that I beta read for, (coughs) her name is Lee Jacquot and Jacquot. And um, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it sounded like you said Jack Twat. And, oh, no. <laughs> and I died um, a little inside. <laughs> I don't know. But um she's releasing a mafia romance and I beta read hers and it was so good. Um, but it doesn't like you were talking about it answering like the questions of the backstory. She said like all that kind of backstory stuff starts happening later. I mean, there is a lot of backstory stuff, but like well you can still get hints of it without like completely revealing it but if your character has no like emotional response to like we should at least see like someone like that who is in that kind of world triggered by something in my opinion as an author and a reader and if I don't see it I'm like I need it I need it that's what I want that's what I want to see so Mm -hmm. I did like the way um Tijan I don't know if that's how you say her name um I like the way that she did um Canary I felt like that was very good and um I want to know how Tate James got her novella out so quickly because hers her Halloween one was like so every other novella that I've ever ordered that's uh-huh. just a single novella has taken like a month or so even if I pre-order it taken like a month to get to my house whereas Tate James was like a day before release even well, she does. She does KDP. Does yeah, was it? it? Let me Maybe grab it. it. Takes a very long I can, time. I can see who printed oh, it. Okay. Yeah, but I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure that had to have been it. She does, yeah, I'm pretty sure she does Amazon. She does direct um, KDP. I don't know, but I. Yeah, I love- she printed KDP. Yeah. Okay. I just love that uh, her stuff always comes in super early for me. Well, it's, and I think it goes back to what Scarlett said earlier is like your ebook you can set, but if she's done with her book and the paperback's ready, she can hit publish whenever she wants. Yeah. That novella, she also wrote like completely in secret and then like <laughs> just dropped it. 
and lied about it forever. Yes. For so long. Yeah. The dedication is literally, hang on, to everyone who cursed my name, <coughs> angry eye twitches when I pretended this novella didn't exist. We all know that wasn't a typo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's really funny. I enjoy her a lot. We had her on <laughs> yeah. our last episode and we were all cackling the entire time. She's a hero. I saw that. She's really fun. She's, um, I'm waiting for her to get picked up by someone I don't know if she would ever do that though that's what I was I was wondering about that because I feel like she has enough backing as far as like TikTok and popularity and like paperbacks and and things like that it's interesting I think it's twofold first of all have you ever seen reverse harem in um traditional in the traditional market secondly do you know her actual sales do you know if her if her ebook sales are actually like the highest because unfortunately publishers don't really I mean it's still about moves, moving physical copies yeah your, also still on sales. KU and if she's not yeah. willing to go off of KU then nothing can well really and they go. don't take KU seriously at all yeah just they won't even count those reads so just brought this up to me a while ago about what barn um uh, what is it Barnes and Nobles is doing like you can, I don't even know <laughs> we talked about publish- so much you can publish to the Barnes and Nobles now as an indie author, but oh, oh yeah, but but they don't have a lot of options for indie authors yet because mm-hmm. um, I don't really think they're focusing on it too much. But like, you can't do a case laminate hardback through them, which is what I needed because I thought about going through them for the special edition of A Touch of Darkness, but they didn't have the case laminate um, hardback, so that's not worth it for me. It kind of just depends on what you're looking for, though. KU is a good, to get readers, KU is a good option. Um, the problem is, is once you start getting bigger, you, you know, your audience grows and there needs to be more accessibility. Mm-hmm. So, and some, some authors lose money on KU. I never lost money on KU, so I don't know what that's like. Um, and I don't know how you lose money on KU. Um but at least Kova has a good video to explain KU. I, I do think there are benefits to it. Um, now, I will say I get really pissed off when people ask me if my book's going to be in KU. And they, they act like, I don't know, they act like it should be for some reason. And I'm like, no. I don't know that, I mean, I don't know. I think they think it's somehow more free or something. But I'm like, it's, it's how much know. is it on ebook it's like 5.99 or 6.99 or something like that yeah I mean I've had people like you'll have people who um and maybe this is a big deal to them I don't know but people will be like when when you have a $1.99 sale or something on an ebook they'll be like I remember I thought that a touch of darkness was a touch of darkness and a touch of ruin were going both going to be 99 cents but it was darkness being 99 cents and then ruin being a $1.99 Mm-hmm. And it, it was the day after my dad died. And this person was messaging me about like, when is it going to drop to 99 cents? Because I only have 99 cents in my bank account. Okay. Oh, I, I like, think you have other priorities. Yeah. I am not like, you know, so you get people in your inbox like that, who are just like, you know what, maybe you shouldn't be reading. It was just so bad. <laughs> Go to the library. Try that. Yeah, like, yeah, like get your books from the library. Like, I don't understand. Like request this book you know, and you're, and I, I don't mean to be insensitive, but that's fucking like two ninety nine. I have yeah. lost a ton of money on my novels just by having it at two ninety nine. Like, how much right. do you think I get paid? Remember when Malice came out and it was like thirty dollars? The hardback was like thirty dollars, and or I got it less than a dollar. Like three, yeah, you got like a dollar fifty or something. 
Yeah. And it was like for $30 book, you're getting a dollar. Yeah. Yeah. And then people want to complain about the price. And I'm like, I'm not getting paid anything. I'm getting paid shit. And I spent like some harrowing months on this fucking novel that you're going to devour in eight hours. Yeah. And then complain Um, to me about why the other one's not out. I'm so torn and I don't, I don't know what to do. Like as far as put it on KU or not put it on KU, I feel like that's my only option. Oh, you can decide. I mean, you can decide that you can launch it without being in KU and then enroll it for three months and see how it does. And then if you don't like the results, take it out. You don't have to keep it in KU. It's a, it's a three month commitment every time. Okay. So, I mean, I would just, you could just test it and see how it goes. But um, I, I, I think the only, I think what helps get readers, you know, one of the things is that it's, it's a viral thing on TikTok. They'll be like, these are, these KU reads or whatever, but it, it's not, you know, vital. I would just see how it goes. Yeah. We got the TikTok queen down there. So. <laughs> are you pointing at me or you? Yeah, I'm <laughs> pointing at you, Brit. I, I need to TikTok get back into Gabby. it. Yeah, you do. Huh? Yeah. I, uh, you guys are all like, I'm like, look like a troll most of the time <laughs> I cry on my TikToks and um I, I have ideas for Lexi's it. book I have ideas for KBB I have ideas for both Jess and Gabby actually just to start you know no time um I have to say this out loud on on the podcast Brit has this one reel that I literally watch once a week <laughs> <laughs> is this her Ravenhood one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said it I in like, the nutty chat. I was like, it's my cue to go cry now. So I'm going to go watch it. Brit's real now. <laughs> Speaking of smutty and nutty, Leah's in our smutty. It's literally the best thing on this planet. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, it is. Yeah. 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 She's so funny. I, sorry. <coughs> She, um, I don't know why I didn't think about adding her to the group before, but um, I'm glad she's in there because now she doesn't ask. I, I hate being asked questions, as you probably know. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can't find an answer sometimes if you don't ask me, but I, I just hate it. Um, I You're like, asked. please don't ask me. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, anytime you come on board to work for me, I will tell you that um, I prefer that you ask for forgiveness not permission and uh, <laughs> it's helped to that so uh <laughs> part of it's it like a really hard time responding to anything like i what come here come on come here come here my dog's on the bed whining at me oh, oh, yeah. like mom was gonna ask about her okay let's finish up guys let's get there thank you oh, gonna, sorry <laughs> i was gonna say is there anything you want to note about your upcoming tour or anything you want to let anyone know? I know everything's on your social media right now, but you're, you're going places. I'm going to Chicago Comic-Con. Sometime <laughs> I'm going to Kentucky. I think that's next, next year. <laughs> January. <laughs> and something's in February, I think. Just look at her I'm Instagram. Really bad at keeping like I just it was I, like it's com- <coughs> coming up and I'm like oh you've got somewhere to go you better check your flight like the day before <laughs> and then I go. So if you want to know where she's going, join the Facebook group because Leah and I will put it in there at some point. <laughs> I probably don't know where I'm going more than likely. So 
Again, don't ask her questions. Ask somebody else. Guarantee <laughs> <laughs> you, someone else will know. Like you, okay, you got steps you can take. We can Google it. We can look at Scarlett's stories. <laughs> ask the fans. We can ask the Facebook group. Don't even ask Scarlett. I'm sure something. Exhaust all of those options before you reach out to Scarlett. <laughs> and even then, try again. Go back to step <laughs> one, two, three. It's not that I don't want to talk to you. It's that I literally, I don't know. Like, I mean, an example, my in my real life, I have 105 unread text messages. God. But you're busy writing books for all of us to enjoy. So therefore, people of the world, leave her alone so she can write the books we want <laughs> yes. to enjoy. Hades is being a jerk right now. Do not message Scarlett. <laughs> that would give me so much anxiety looking at my phone and seeing that. You know, <coughs> I, so the people that I have to get back to, I have gotten back to. <laughs> but I, but um, some people I just left hanging. It's fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It's really it's important. Easy. They would text you again. It's fine. I'm famous now. It's fine. <laughs> That's kind of how I, um, if it's really, really important, you'll call me. And then if I don't answer, if it's really, really, really important, you'll leave a voicemail. And outside of that, I just don't. Um, yeah. I just don't, <laughs> I don't, I just, I, I, right now I can keep up day to day. And my social media is a wreck, so. Well, I feel like you could post anything and it would be fine or not answer things and it would be fine. Like, yeah. You could do a packing checklist like you did your grocery list and you'd be good. Mm-hmm. I do have to do that. I did write down, for some reason, every time I travel, I always forget my pajamas. Oh and, no. Um, <laughs> I know, isn't that dumb? Like what the fuck? So I always forget my pajamas. So I wrote down a list and it's, it's things you always forget when you travel, literally. And so I go into that so I can see everything I forget when I travel. That's so awesome. <laughs> it's an issue. It is such an issue with me. And so I do it. And uh, yeah, I am really, really bad, though, at responding to um, messages. And a lot of times I'll look at something and then I will um, look away because I and I look at it when I'm in the middle of something and I never go back. <laughs> and I feel really bad because then it's, it probably says, seen by Scott <laughs> like I just <laughs> but left them on red it, yeah I did and I do it a lot and so uh but whatever it's just what it is do you still have someone doing social media for you you did at one point <coughs> I did um I don't uh Leah will look at a few things like she runs all the giveaways thank fuck because I hate <laughs> keeping track of giveaways we have runs the shop and she does all the giveaways so it's very not worry about any of that but um typically it's me responding to you if anyone messages me or or sharing to stories so I still do those things I'm probably gonna have to stop it is very overwhelming yeah uh it takes a lot of time away from I really want to be engaged, but I think I'm going to have to pick the ways I want to be engaged, which I think will be lives and Q&As. And I'll do a live once a week and I'll do a Q&A once a week on a, probably on a Friday. And then we'll do the fa- the fan art or merch Friday. I love that you guys started doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. And Leah set that form up and she makes those posts actually. So, um, but I, so I had asked her to do that and she, so she runs that and it's really nice. And then um, I'll probably do like a makeup look or something. I'm I'm planning an Aphrodite look right now, which I'm really excited about. So 
Um, so I think those are the ways I'll choose to stay engaged. And other than that, it's just going to have to, I have to take a step back from it because it's too much, but. As somebody that works in a social media management company, totally understand. <laughs> if you need advice, you know who to call. <laughs> it's like, it's interesting to the questions people choose to ask you without, I don't know. I just think it's so funny. I'm like, you someone asked me like the most common right now is how to pronounce all these names. And there's literally a highlight that says like how to pronounce all of these names. Um, so it's just really funny how. See, that's like, I would die to have someone like you in my company, but we get like, I don't want to talk bad about our clients, <laughs> but it's not something so simple as we know where the answers are and we could give them to your, the people that respond to you. Well, okay. All right. Gabby, you want to do our sign off? Yeah. Thank you so much for being here, Scarlett. We've loved having you. This <laughs> has been the Smutty and Nutty podcast. I am Gabby. You can find me on Instagram at Gabby Shelf, G-A-B-B-I-E. And I am Lexi, and you can find me on Instagram at Reads by Lexi. And I'm Jess, and you can find me on Instagram at Reads by Jessica and over on my new website, readsbyjessica.com. And I'm Ash, and you can find me on Instagram at a wolf 91 And I'm Britt, and you can find me on both TikTok and Instagram at Lunar Literature. And Scarlett, we can find you at author Scarlett St. Clair, right? Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Where am I yeah. found again? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm like, I, I type it enough. <laughs> I flip it. I, I do too, but I still forget. It's, it's not terrible. <laughs> Just search oh. Scarlet St. Clair. You'll find her. You'll find her. She's yes. everywhere. Well, yeah. you might find the other Scarlet St. Clair. <laughs> oh, <that's true. laughs> I forgot about her. Yeah. Hey, Scarlet, go get some rest. Thank you so much for being on. And we love you more than anything. Love you. Say. Love you. And if you have a question for Scarlet, look it up first. Don't ask her. <laughs> <laughs> ask the street team. They're yeah, all ask just, one of us. They they all ask one of us. We got you. <laughs> okay. Good night, right. ladies. Bye, Bye ladies. Bye. Bye. Love you. Love you. Love you.